When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hollywood Live Extra with Tanya Hart. Today we're doing something special. We're celebrating the life of Lyric McHenry. Now, many of you on social media or who watch reality television knew Lyric from her time on E! Network shows called Rich Kids of Beverly Hills and later on the spinoff EJNYC, which of course featured Lyric's childhood friend EJ Johnson. Unfortunately, Lyric left us on August 14th. She was found unconscious in the Bronx and was later pronounced dead at the Bronx Lebanon Hospital right after celebrating her 26th birthday with her sister and friends in Manhattan. Well, today, Lyric's sister Maya and her father, Doug McHenry, are joining me to clear up some of the myths you probably saw or heard in the tabloids and to shed light on Lyric's short but prolific life. Doug and Maya, words cannot express our sorrow. At this time of loss, I truly appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. And Maya, I wanted to start with you. Can you just kind of give me a timeline of leading up to when you last saw your sister in the club where you'd been celebrating? Yes, well, Lyric came to New York to celebrate her birthday. She's the first that she did on her trip was she went to um, the Raw Ground Scholarship Program that she was involved with in D.C. Mm-hmm. And after that, she came um, to New York for one night where she had a birthday dinner with EJ and other friends of hers. And then later on, she went to, um, the day after, she went to Martha's Vineyard, which is a place where we used to vacation there when we were younger. Our dad used to always take us there. It was like our special place. Mm -hmm. And after that, she came back to New York, and um, I planned a little something for her at the Dream Hotel on the rooftop. And we were having a great night. Lyric was so happy. She was so inspired and excited about things that she had set up for her, different job interviews, different projects that she was finishing up. So she was just excited, and she was. we were both excited to be together because my sister lives in Los Angeles and I live in New York. So we were really excited to celebrate her birthday together, and it was me, her ex-boyfriend Charlie, and her friend Idris, and my friend India, and we were having the best time. And she was wearing this beautiful pink slip dress that my mom passed down to me and my sister. And there's a blue one and there's a pink one. And she was wearing my mom's um, Gucci shoes, too, that were also pink. And um, she was just, you know, she was really excited about this outfit. And it looked great on her. And we're having a great night. Um, The last thing that my sister said to me was she put my cheek and my friend India's cheek together next to her cheek. And she said, I love you guys. Mm. That's what she said to me. And she later on went to the dance floor and was dancing with other friends. And, um, you know, I would check on her, you know, every Mm -hmm. now and then because that's just what you do with a sister or anyone that you're out with. So 
you know, I checked the last time I checked on her, she wasn't there anymore. And her friend Idris said that she went downstairs to get a friend to come upstairs. And so I called her and she wasn't answering. The phone was dead. So mm-hmm. I it, I wasn't able to speak with her. And we were all texting her saying, where are you? What's going on? We were all very worried because we were like, why would Lyric leave her own birthday celebration? Just right. didn't make sense. It didn't add up. So then later on, we continued, we all continued to call her, um, Charlie, her ex, her friend Idris, me, India, all of us kept calling her. And we actually said a prayer for her that night, Hmm. asking God to make sure to keep her safe because we were worried. And we we guessed that maybe she was spending the night at a friend's because she never came home. She was staying at my apartment during her trip. Was was that unusual um, behavior? Was that unusual behavior for her? I mean, not to be in touch, though? Yes. Yes. I mean, we all, you know, as as young people, as young adults, well, actually adults, um, I feel like, you know, we all, you know, sometimes lack that in ways where we, you know, don't find enough importance in, you know, consistently calling our parents, you know, to make sure mm-hmm. that they know that we're okay. You know, because we're always right. doing our own thing. But, you know, Lyric, no, Lyric wasn't the type of person where you just couldn't get in touch with her. I mean, you could always mm-hmm. get in touch with her, whether it was a text or a phone call or whatever. So that, yes, it was strange. Um, and and it was, and I was worried. I was extremely worried. Wow. At what point, and Doug, I want to bring you into this because, Doug, you know, some of the stuff we're trying to clear up here, the, the tabloids claimed that after uh, Lyric died, she died of an overdose because they allegedly found a bit of cocaine by her body. Now, toxicology has not been completed at all, so we don't know this to be a fact. But as a father, how do you even process this kind of a thing, especially, you know, with all of the events that led up to this? I think uh, uh, um, we are not the exception to uh, what happens with the tabloid press. Uh, any father or family could be a victim of this. We don't know if there was foul play involved. We don't have the answers to many of, you know, of the circumstances of her death. For example, uh, a glassine packet, the way the tabloid press described it, there was a whole big bag of cocaine. Number one, as you start, said it, uh, Tanya, this has not been uh, uh, analyzed yet. The results have not come back, so we don't know what the substance was. Number right. two, it was a small glassine packet, whatever it was, and it wasn't found on her body. It was found near her body, and if, for example, there were foul play, <clears throat> this could have been something that was thrown there to make the circumstances look a certain way to throw people think. off. We mm-hmm. don't, there is no, no fingerprint evidence or anything like it. on the glassing bag has come back to show any connection between that and Lyric. However, wow. even, even if it were, uh, but we don't know the answer to that, the fact is that the press seems to give certain up people benefits of the doubt and others people not. The word the, the, the words Black Lives Matter mean a lot. 
And they particularly mean something if you're a father who's African-American and your daughter is found on a desolate stretch of concrete in the Bronx when she was last seen in Manhattan celebrating with her friends. How did she get all the way to the Bronx, which is miles away and across the bridge and the Major, Major Deacon Freeway and so on and so forth, in a desolate area where there is nothing. Someone transported her from wherever she was to that spot. And yes. and there's no reason to go to that spot unless there's something clandestine going on. So everything surrounding the description, of, for example, my, my daughter just described to you that what she was found uh, wearing was exactly what she wore when she left the house. So the description right. of a pajama top with no right. pants is, a, is still another defamation and kind of feeds into a narrative of black people or a black woman found on the side of a sidewalk with no pants on and, a, and cocaine definitely mm. drug related. We don't yeah. know any of this. And I think that the press, rather than soiling the reputation of someone, should wait for the facts to come in. But exactly. with us, we become a stereotype instead of an individual. And many in the black community feel like if a white girl gets a scratch, they bring out the National Guard and they assume the best. And when it comes well, to us, um, you know, uh, we, you know and we, she could have been found in a nun's habit. And if they had found... Uh, a piece of jewelry or something near her, they would have said she stole it from the church. So that's how I feel about it. Wow. You know, one of the things that was also said that Lyric was pregnant at the time of her death, has that proven to have been a fact now? That has now been cleared up. We, uh, just a, a day or so ago, find the answer on that. And again, this is something, uh, that I think women can appreciate uh, uh, that most men and the tabloids don't have a clue of. Lyric turns out that she was approximately uh, 15 to 20 weeks pregnant. Okay. However, Lyric did not know she was pregnant. People don't understand that a, 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 a woman, a young woman, who's never been pregnant before, uh, may not understand that she is pregnant. For example, when she just came came back from Martha's Vineyard, she did everything that she usually does. She took a five-mile bike ride uh, from Edgartown to Farm Neck. She she didn't act like she was pregnant. More importantly, mm-hmm. she didn't show in terms of her stomach like and stuff like she was pregnant. And, Not at all. and I know Lyric. Lyric is like a young person. If something changes in her body, rather than go to the doctor, she waits two weeks. And it's gone because young bodies heal. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's mm-hmm. had uh, annual physicals uh, every year of her life. I think the last one was this January. Obviously, she wasn't pregnant then. So Lyric, because she hadn't entered the stage where either she was showing and her body had a radical change, was not aware that she was pregnant. Wow. And I think it's that's an, an important story because a lot of women can be pregnant and they'll miscarriage, and they won't even know they're pregnant until they miscarry. Until they miscarry, I, I know. Yeah, exactly right. This is women have a compli- have complicated bodies, and um, 
they're miracles because they give us life. But that doesn't mean that, you know, uh, individuals vary all over the spectrum. But I can say confidently, because there are three people that Lyric confides everything in. My daughter, Maya, uh, EJ, and another person. None of which had a clue, which means Lyric didn't have a clue. She didn't know. You know, let's talk a little bit about... I, I I believe you. I that's happened to me when I was about that age too. So I can understand. Well, women that. understand that, but the general yeah. public does it. No, but that's okay. We just cleared all that up. Now, for a young woman, Lyric had really quite the resume. You know, she'd produced a short film in 2016, Downpour. She worked on Real Husbands of Hollywood with Kevin Hart. And, of course, the reality show on E! Maya, you worked alongside your sister on some of these. Tell me about those times. Yeah, we did. Um, we did the EJNYC reality show, which was obviously very fun because it was with people that we've known since we were infants. So it was very comfortable um, and fun. I mean, and it, I mean, why? How would that not be fun? You know, to be on a show with people mm-hmm. that and you she was are also comfortable a producer with. of that show. I was yes, going to say, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But to have lyric, to have lyric there with me, was I, I felt so safe because obviously filming a reality show is extremely uncomfortable, you know, especially when you right. haven't done anything like that ever, um, and your whole life is suddenly exposed. Like it, it goes from you know, no, not a lot of people knowing a bunch about you, and then people <laughs> suddenly knowing things about you, you know. But to have lyric there. Um, to have us doing that together made it worth it and comfortable and um, and it was great it was it was something that we definitely had fun with doing um, and she did all the other projects that she did were with friends of hers um, here in LA and then in New York um, dad you could talk about that you know more about that than me <laughs> well I, w- I would say uh, a lot of people aren't aware of this but uh, Lyric and Maya, uh, they're second generation show business, for lack of a better yes, term. Are. And can and I just so say this? You, I, I, yes, please do. I, wa- I just want to interject this because, Doug, for folks who may be listening and don't know, you are a legendary producer yourself. You've done the mega hits like the House Party series, New Jack City. And so I know how proud you must be of these girls coming along, like you said, as second generation. Well, it's actually third generation in the sense that through marriage, we're related to the Nicholas brothers. So Fayard and Harold, and of course, Harold was married to Dorothy Dandridge. And on the other side of the family was Caleb Peterson, who starred in Showboat and so on and so forth. So we have a kind of long history in this. But the point that I want to make is this. I myself was not aware of the extent of Lyric's efforts. Uh, there was a a, a a impromptu memorial on um, on Sunday, uh, Wednesday, I think it was Sunday was when it we got yeah, when we got yeah. back uh, Saturday. Excuse me, and Saturday, right. all of these young people uh, that she worked with came forth, and they have a movement, and they call themselves the Young Creatives. And what they what they are, they they are reinventing media. Cheryl Lee's Ralph's children, Coco and Etienne, uh, Bob Town, the legendary uh, screenwriter in Chinatown, and so on and so forth. Lyric had a project with called Men, 
that Kiara wrote the screenplay, uh, uh, Lyric, and she developed the story together, and Lyric was the producer on the project. And so many of these young people came up and she, worked, she had projects with EJ and Etienne and a number of other people. And so many of these people that are ready to take their place came up to me and said, Doug, you don't understand how much indebted we are to Lyric. Because she was one of the leaders of this group. When I was in New York and she read my screenplay, she said, you need to get to Hollywood. This was a young man who now works for Charles King who credits hmm. a lyric with, 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 with recommending her and getting him out of the city and to Los Angeles. Uh, people wow. that she'd gone to school with who were confused about their majors, she took underneath her arms and said, you know, it's riskier, but you have a creative voice and a creative spirit, and you need to go this way. They're all working in Hollywood. They're all, they're all doing it their way. And Tanya, I couldn't be prouder of these young people. Uh, they are incredible. We're going to be hearing from them for a long time. And I'm particularly humbled that my daughter was very much involved in this new movement. As is, well, as is Maya. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you know, there's still a lot of... So many good things I know will come from this horrible situation. You know, one of the best photos of Lyric on her Instagram page is with Michelle Obama. Uh, can you just talk about it? Because she was so socially conscious. I'm not surprised. Look where she came from. But, you know, talk a little bit about that time in her life. Well, Lyric has always had a fierce sense of justice. And Maya has that as well. We do not like bullies. Lyric would always stand up for the defenseless or the vulnerable. It's just, even on the schoolyard when she was young, there was just something about that that just rubbed her the wrong way. And so every when you talk about her particular style or slant, slant on the projects that she was most interested in from a media standpoint, they all had a kind of egalitarian, racial or social justice aspect to it. She spent a year in Paris, you know, where she emerged speaking fluent French. And what she did during that year, she worked on a documentary with a French filmmaker about the uh, difficulty of integration the North Africans into French society, where she predicted wow. in less France opened the door and said the French were French no matter what color, that the whole 60s riots and all of that uh, uh, history would be duplicated again in France now. And in fact, mm. four or five years ago, they had riots where, where the sure North did. and the youth uh, burned cars and so on and so forth. She was into that. Another example is when she uh, found her niche in uh, you know, these new platforms like uh, Refinery29 and Complex, which is a new uh, content-creating platform for many of today's uh, millennials, she saw something that most people don't comment on. And that is, right. in order to work for these companies, you usually have to intern uh, you know, for them for mm -hmm. a year or so. But most people can't afford to live in New York in an, apart in an apartment, feed themselves for nothing. But yet, unless you can intern for them, and then eventually get paid, and maybe get a permanent position, 
you don't get on a career track where you can even be involved in the potential of the movie. And if you don't like it, you're just replaced for someone who can afford to do so. So that means that only a small strata of the society gets to participate and build a resume that is necessary to progress in the new economy. And she was conscious of that and wanted to change that. Another thing that she saw was that there were very few um, uh, uh, stories about women of color. So mm-hmm. she proposed and got her own show, Lingo with Lyrics. And, and that changed it because that platform really didn't focus on that before. It, were, it was for millennial women, but it, you need to reach millennial women of color as well. And greater right. diversity is where the society's going, and she was very much in the forefront of that. So those are kinds of examples, even, for example, her movie with Kiara. What's it about? It's about the relationship between Alex Haley, when he wrote profiles about George Lisa Rockwell, the founder of the American Nazi Party, and how they eventually developed a friendship through a series of interviews that Alex Haley did uh, about uh, the founder of the American Nazi Party uh, for Hugh Hefner's magazine. And in mm. fact, it was George Lisa Rockwell who proposed to Alex Haley that the way he'd get the autobiography of Malcolm X published was to go to the Grove Press because he knew about him and Alex didn't. And that's, in fact, how that book got published. That is so true. That's the kind of person Lyric is and was. And and that spirit of, of, you know, for social justice and, and understanding that bullies are perhaps some of the worst people who trump the earth. And I'm not going to make a political comment, but you know where I can go. I know where you're going with this. I'm so much, and and I'm so proud that my daughter at a very young age volunteered for the first Obama campaign and worked tirelessly on the second versus another choice she could have made. And you know what? I want our audience to know they're listening to Hollywood Live Extra. I'm Tanya Hart. My guests today are Doug and Maya McHenry. We're talking about the loss of a sister and a daughter. And I'd also like to mention uh, Jennifer, who, of course, is Lyric's mom and my longtime friend, wanted to join us. It was just too much for her today, and I do understand that. Uh, You know, are the authorities working to get to the bottom of what happened here? Do you expect that this might end up being a homicide investigation? I, I, I'm i going to touch on that, and then I want to turn that over to Maya, because Maya has been such an incredible help from police. Uh, we don't want to get too much into this territory, because I know. we don't know. But I, I do want to say that the New York City Police, the NYPD, have gone above and beyond the call of duty. We could not be more pleased with how they have treated us and the seriousness with which they have approached this case. We have one of the best detectives, a lead detective in the Bronx working on this case, and a number of his colleagues, many more than is usually the case. We have met with the head of the precinct, the head of all the detectives, who, who reached me as a dad. When I walked in, the guy hugged me, said, we are fathers too. 
what wow. happened to your daughter, meaning that they know that she did not get to this desolate, lonely place in the Bronx by herself. There you go. And they are determined to get to the bottom. And not only that, my daughter and, and soon my, 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 my wonderful mother of my children, Jennifer, have received calls from the police chief of New York. Okay. Now, that doesn't happen every day. And, and as I say, we are fans of the NYPD vis-a-vis this because they are taking every effort and I'm confident they will be so stolen. But Maya's been closer with them. So glad to hear that. Yeah, Maya, what would you like to add to that? I'm so glad to hear this, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, well, save save Detective Smith, Andre Smith is who I communicate with mostly there. And um, a group of my friends who were close to Lyric have formed a group message on on our phones. And any type of evidence or anything we find, we send directly to Detective Smith. So, you know, we're in this, too, just because, you know, we're the ones who know Lyric. We're the ones who know these people, you know. And in New York, it's not it's not a big place. And someone always knows someone else. That's always. true. And we're the ones, you know, who go out with Lyric. We know her the most. So, you know, we're doing everything that we can to help as well with all of this. When it, you know, whether it's hacking into her phone you know, which we did, you know, mm-hmm. doing all these things, trying to just find clues, you know, right. and just sending them over. And I, and I have to say, I'm particularly proud of Maya because she's the little sister, but she's not the little sister any longer. She is a strong, confident, beautiful, young African-American woman who will be graduating from college in Manhattan, in New York, and the fact that this tragedy happened to my daughter doesn't mean we don't love New York. And That's New York true. is generally a very safe place. So I don't want people to say, oh, see, New York, you know, mm-hmm. get your daughter there and something evil happens. That's not the case. Evil can happen anywhere. It I mean, sure can. I remember not too long ago, there was a, a young daughter celebrating her graduation and uh, went on a beautiful Caribbean island. They've been looking for her for 20 years. I mean, it can happen. Mm. It can happen. You yeah, know, small it does. America. Yeah. yeah. So, so this is not a negative thing about New York because we love New York, uh, and and I trust New York with my with my flesh and blood. It's just there are bad people everywhere, and in fact, it may turn out that. There was no crime involved. I mean, we're not we're not saying that something evil happened, but the circumstances are suspicious enough. We have yes, to they are. Yeah, no, you, you are. And I mean, when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, there's something wrong here. But that's just my right. my feeling. I know we got to wrap this up. Uh, Doug, you're the dad here. What would you and Jennifer want to leave as a lasting memory of your daughter? What would you like for that memory to be? Well, one thing that we are doing, and this was Maya's uh, uh, suggestion, that we're going to start a foundation or a scholarship fund in Lyric's name to help young creators. Because wow. 
people can build memorials and you know spend a lot of money on a coffin. They're not you know some rich family. But if we could touch the lives of young and help them in their endeavors. That, to me, as Maya pointed out, is probably the best way to remember me. But the thing that I would say is, Lyric always had a phrase, go for it. Meaning, don't let society, people's opinion of you, ever stop you from chasing because you'd be surprised. Sometimes when you say, I can't, you know, um, run 50 yards, then maybe you should focus on running a whole football field. Because you may surprise yourself and run eight. The point is, push yourself, listen to your inner voice, and do not be afraid to pursue your dreams. That's what she did. That's what I advise young people to do. Don't accept the norm. Create the norm and make it better. Wow. Redefine. What what inspiring words from somebody who I know is in a lot of pain and trauma, but you're turning this into something positive, which is what we wanted to do today. Just celebrate Lyric McHenry's life. Doug and Maya, thank you so much for joining us today. Our thank prayers you. are... Oh, you're welcome, honey. Our prayers you know, are with your family. And Doug, I just have to let everybody know out there how helpful you and your former uh, partner, the late, great George Jackson, you were so great and helpful to me when I first started over at ETV myself. Well, so thank you for that. Well, we have to say we are strong proponents proponent of independent media. America's Urban Network is one of the few African-American-owned and committed news uh, outlets that we have it should be supported it should be adored and nurtured because of, of a community without its own voice is lost and just like we were the victim of that terrible portrayal of the tabloid press and have to push back without you we wouldn't have the means to do it wow we appreciate you, love you, I send condolences, and I will be in touch. And uh, for all of our listeners out there, don't forget to subscribe to Hollywood Live Extra on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. And make sure you download all of these because clearly you, do, clearly you don't want to miss any of them. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review. Thank you, my guest today. We're praying for you. I'm Tanya Hart. This is Hollywood Live Extra at AURN. Hollywood Live Extra, a product of American Urban Radio Networks. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.